every tiny action or thing you say can put a label on you because um, true. yeah I'm not sure to what extent this is true but I can imagine like I'm sure the doctors speak amongst each other about like with, all with the time. students like all regarding the time. students like yeah, yeah. like yeah. I, okay this is something that I feel okay if there's any fourth years or fifth years right. like listening to this yeah like the team, the medical team, the doctors, we notice everything. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll always know if you're there or not there. Like we're always asking. We might not care. That's so interesting. But it's like, and like, I, I want to say this in like the least offensive way possible, <laughs> which is always a great Here way to we start go. Say, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but. <laughs> Welcome back to Subcut, the podcast where we get under the skin of medical topics things that might be interesting to medical people. My name is Justin, I used to be a doctor. My name is Emma, I'm a third year physiotherapy student. And my name's Neil, I'm a fourth year medical student. So, new host, Emma. Hey. Welcome <laughs> back. I mean, welcome, welcome, full stop. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't recorded an episode before then. <laughs> okay, so the topic that we're talking about today is, uh, well, Neil's just entered into first four weeks at hospital mm. taking the first steps into becoming um like a fully fledged clinically practicing doctor and it's always a big step yeah. going to hospital for the first time and there's always new insights and new challenges and i think it's uh i remember when i was like first year fourth years were like whoa like that's just <laughs> fifth year like oh my god yeah, yeah. And a, a ti like, like stethoscope final, yeah <laughs> Final years are just like, I might as well just set up an altar and pray to them every day. You know, it was just, yeah, little on doctors, they exist in another dimension, <laughs> completely inaccessible. So um, I think it's a big milestone and a lot of, mm. you know, students will look forward to it, especially, you know, finishing third year where you're just kind of yeah. sick of lectures, right? Yeah. So we're going to explore this topic today and that's going to be the main focus. Mm. So let's, uh, let's start with your first day uh, in the hospital. What was that like? Run us no, through. I want to talk about your first, before your first day. Like, how are you feeling the day before you? Like, woo! Sure, like, yeah. <laughs> um, surprisingly, actually, I don't think I was as excited as I expected to be. But you're well. always excited about <laughs> yeah, everything. I so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, like, it was uh, it was interesting. And I had my bags. And, yeah, actually, no, I might have been yeah, a lot yeah, more interested than I initially <laughs> I like, uh, yeah, I had all my bags and everything ready for the first day. And like, I arrived there super early just in case something were to go wrong. Um, I think a lot of my uh, understanding of what clinicals is going to be like was so much was framed around the stories that people have told me and how to make a good impression on your first day, how to not be the like the idiot fourth year student and like be like the luggage <laughs> of the team and stuff and actually like do something, be proactive and contribute to the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of my time before that I was been thinking about that stuff because yep. um, I, I just didn't want to be like a, a vegetable, just like yep. something stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh yeah like i every I was, I was there the very first day and um i uh, so i'm I started on specialty medicine um which is uh for those that don't know how do you, how would you describe it? it's just it's like just, yeah. think of a think of like an organ system or something like that and those people that are in that uh that are, that are really good at that system are just sort of specialists about that yeah so yeah. examples okay. would be like cardiology yeah um uh, gastroenterology infectious diseases mm. um so yeah, very, very specialized within medicine, as opposed to the other medical specialties, which would be general medicine, mm-hmm. which deals with stuff that is not super specialized, um, or something like GP, which is obviously community right. uh, and primary care. So yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. 
And so I started my first three weeks on cardiology. Um, going into this as well, uh, a lot of my friends were sort of, uh, I had a few more uh, fifth year friends and other um, clinical friends and stuff. They're like, yeah, do a bit of reading and stuff, um, get familiarized with the uh, medical terminology and stuff. And so I did that. Um, like a good, like, like happy go lucky, like fourth year medical student. Yeah, I'm feeling prepared. Um, and then first day in, I'm wondering like, for the very first time, like, uh, are you my consultant? Uh, are you going to be the nurse for this one? Like, I prepared as much as I could for the things that I thought I had to prepare for. But when it actually came down to it, I was still as unprepared as if I did nothing at all. Because a lot of the time, and I think house officers face this as well, once they, once they switch rotations or if they were to switch um, DHBs, um, where's the um, med chart, for example? Do we keep yeah, the yeah, ops yeah. chart? So or do we keep the observation chart inside the ward, just outside of it? Or uh, sorry, inside the little room or just outside of it or like in the file and stuff? And these tiny little nuanced things is where you really feel... Just lost. Lost, yeah. exactly. And I feel like that's the part where you start to feel deficient and that's the part that you feel luggage in, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah. because realistically, the consultants and all the registrars and all the other doctors and stuff, they, especially the house officers, they want to, they want you to learn. They want learn, to teach yeah. you and stuff. And also, we, we don't, ex like, when we had fourth-year students in our team, we never expect fourth-years to know anything. Anything, exactly. Like, seriously, we just, yeah, I mean, basic medical things, you know? Like, sure. if, if you don't know just, like, what an ECG is or if you don't, like, just don't know how to use your stethoscope, for example. But we don't expect you to be good at clinical skills. We don't mm. expect you to know anything. If you can answer, like, just a question, it's just mm. like, wow, well done, you know? Yeah. So mm. I definitely remember when I was in fourth year, I had very little knowledge. Mm. And yeah. as a house officer looking and trying to teach fourth years, you know, some of the stuff that I learned over the years, it's, like, strong calibration and how much you actually learn starting from your clinical years. Like, most of your knowledge will really come from... Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I, I yeah, I continued on with um, that morning and I introduced myself to the team. There's a few introductory meetings and stuff um, and uh, started on our ward round, like straight into it. Um, and I thought that the uh, medical half was a bit more chill and a bit more relaxed and stuff. But um, it might have just been that day that was quite a busy set of ward rounds to do. Mm. And ward rounds is, uh, you can explain it as well, it is. Yeah, I mean, so, so ward rounds is when you round and you go round on all of your patients and you check how they've been doing, you see how they were overnight, were there any events. And during the ward round is when the consultant and the, you know, the whole medical team and sometimes other members of the team as well, you know, like for example, nurses, pharmacists, physiotherapists, whatever it is. Mm. Um, will join in and help create a plan. And yeah. that plan is the thing that is usually followed on and executed by the junior staff, aka house officers and registrars, for the remainder of that day. Mm. Um, so there, there's, it's, it's like a really important part of the day where the patients get looked after. Yeah. And then there's some key differences in medical ward rounds versus surgical ward rounds, which yeah. you, you haven't experienced yet. No. But surgical ward rounds are real quick. Yeah. Whereas yeah. medical ward rounds are just... They take a bit more time. Sometimes they take way. a lot more time. So are, yeah. you, are you able to go around and... So how does it work? Do you go just with them, like following them around? Or are Basically, you able to actually yeah. talk to patients one-on-one? -on -one, or do you always have someone supervising you? Like, what was that So you're taking... I didn't realise, actually, how customizable my day is. Mm. Um, and a lot of the time, some of the doctors have literally said word for word, I don't care what you do. Like, like if you want help, I'm here, and I can ask you questions and stuff. And they're super supportive and stuff, these guys that are saying this. Um, but it's what we make of it at the end of the day as well. Yeah. And you can go through a lot of time throughout your day where you literally do nothing at all mm. if you have that mindset. But if you have an actual genuine interest to learn, 
there are sources everywhere for you to. Mm. And the resource, the biggest resource are the patients, mm. actually. Um, and having a conversation with them, trying to go through the whole process of diagnosis and stuff yourself, and then thinking about it, mulling over it, and then report back to your team or some, one yeah. of the house officers and stuff. A cool thing that I really found was the actual um, walking around with the ward rounds and with the team and everything. Like, mm. It's like your little, like... Like, like you feel like the A team, like the movie, the, the A team. And you're walking around and you're like, yeah, you got a problem. We're going to fix it. Um, but at most of the time, I was just like, like holding a folder, moving the trolley around, um, grabbing another piece of paper that's somehow like slightly falling out of this person's hand. I'm like, oh, just got that in time. Like, these are the ways that I started realizing how I'm actually useful in the yeah. morning ward rounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it actually makes a difference. Like, it really does. Help, yeah. Help, <laughs> helpful fourth years are like kind of just lubricate the gear and it just, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. seriously, it just smoothens yeah. things out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And, and I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. luggage fourth years can really be like yeah. sand in the gears. It's just like, <laughs> oh, we're still moving, but like, right. <laughs> constantly. Yeah, I just got to deal with you. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'll admit, like, it definitely took, I, I think it took at least a week for me to learn and understand how things go. And there are particular, particular um, individuals that I can thank, um, particular house officers uh, that literally sat me down and said, hey, this is your first week. How are you feeling? Like, what's going on in your head right now? Do you know what's expected of you? What's important and stuff? Do you know how you can actually help around here? and make a difference yeah. and like no like i did <laughs> yeah i thought like yeah and I, I think this is still true and as a fourth year you're in there to learn you're in there to experience what it's like like for the true stuff not just what the textbook says and stuff yeah. uh, or what the lecturer says and everything but to really be immersed in the field um but like from topics of like um medical students just being lazy and like uh, as soon as we're done with ward rounds, uh, is there anything else for me to go uh, for me for me to do? Okay, no. Can I go home? Okay, sweet. Just go home. Yeah. Um, like there, there are people with that that sort of attitude and stuff as well. Yeah. And um, I mean, of course, there are several other reasons as to why they might be not as interested or something like that. Um, and it could vary as to having a good team or a shit team, um, a, a bad team. Bleep. <laughs> um, and I was very fortunate to have a really really great team in my cardiology run. I'm at Auckland uh, Hospital. Um, and these guys were super supportive and I think, I'm, I think right now I haven't sort of structured my, uh, I haven't reflected on it properly, properly and I might just be uh, like interjecting tiny little stories and like, um, tips here and there through it all. But like some things as to like how to ask questions and how to learn and through and, and stuff. And, um, I'm always walking around with my notebook and constantly writing stuff down, um, not to learn afterwards, but to like, well, I mean, yeah, to learn, but just to ask later on because another thing you'll, you'll know and this is a very like niche like this specific example but like doctors will um really get pissed if you're asking questions at the wrong time but they also get pissed if you're not making the use of the resource and not asking questions at all um cool. and yeah stuff like that <laughs> like yeah i think the fantasy of it is still there and like it hasn't worn off just yet um i'm hoping it doesn't um but i've definitely gotten a bit more of a realistic perspective of what it's like and I've, I've, I really still like that. So I've got so, a question. Yeah. Um, so there's obviously been a lot of, um, you know, things that you've learned about the hospital system and how teams work and all of that sort of stuff and how, how to be useless and how to be, sorry, how to be useful and also how to be useful and useless, you yeah. know, like what, what the difference is. Um, and I definitely remember that as well. I feel like you probably picked up on that much earlier than I did because I feel like I was useless for a very long time. Right. Uh, but, um, let, like, I think a lot of uh, students who have yet to experience clinical 
they might be interested in sort of what the, you know, like what, what are you kind of looking forward to? Like, what are you actually, um, you know, what are the things in your day that are so different? You know, because obvi obviously the entire experience is really different. Mm. What are the things about your experience that are actually so contrasting compared to like the way that you were in third year, you know, in lectures? What's like the difference in sort of the value you're getting out of mm. it or the way that you're learning or the highlights or is it much the same? Mm. Sorry, can I just clarify? So you're in fourth year now. Is your entire year going to be you in a hospital now? Yeah, yeah. Fourth oh, year, fifth wow. year, sixth year. With like short periods of uh, formal learning, we call it so just a set of lectures and stuff. Um, okay. On particular medical topics or just how to talk to patients and stuff as well. Um, okay, so it's a yeah, big the change part, then. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We, we get gradually um, uh, led up into it. Uh, at the end of third year, we do once a week sort of placements at a particular hospital. Um, but yeah, from 40, 50, 60 year onwards, you're full-time at hospital, um, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And cool. progressively increasing in responsibilities and tasks that you need to do. Yeah. An interesting point is that when you start sort of fourth year, I think there's kind of a transition and I feel like this happens with most people is that when you're talking to friends or something, you know, yeah. people will say like, oh, how was uni? You know, how was uni? Like, yeah. yeah, but but people will start saying, "How's work?" Work, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. I can't. Yeah. Did I say that to you? Yeah, no, but it, ha it just it happens. Yeah. So you already work. feel like you're full time work. You kind of know basically. that you're not working, but yeah. it, it doesn't feel right to say you went to uni. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you just say it's just work. so not uni. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, sorry, can you repeat your question? Yeah. So, yeah. like, what what are, what are the main things that you're finding value in at the moment? Like, what's the main What's the highlights? Mm. Um, it's really hard to pinpoint. I mean, specifically, and this is just going to be tailored to my personal experience as well. But um, definitely, I was going to say talking to patients, but actually talking to the doctors. Mm. Yeah. And this is, this is an interesting one as well, because um, it's obviously going to be very subject to the type of or the doctor you're speaking yeah. to, and the, especially the specialty that they might come from and stuff as well. But um, talking to the patients about the sort of case that they have and learning from them and everything, um, definitely. But then talking and like coming and thinking about it in your own head based on all the knowledge that you've had, which is like nothing compared to all the knowledge <laughs> that they've got. Um, and then just like coming up with your own sort of assessment and then just saying like, how did I go? Was I right or not? And you present your ideas and stuff and you sort of like go through it um, and they'll say, and then you just ask for what their um, perspective was on, on, on this um, mm. Uh, patient on this sort of topic um that's quite rare actually i don't see a lot of fourth years actually doing that like oh, synthesizing really? their own like a lot of the time the fourth years that i've had on my teams and have oh. seen like they don't seem to have much <laughs> in the sense of like being quite proactive or mm. um i think there's a level of intimidation but i yeah. i also think that you know how like when you go from high school to uni you have so much more freedom and independence mm. it's yeah. sort of the same like from third year to Fourth year, you just have so much more independence. You can literally just do nothing and learn mm. so very much. little. Yeah, like you know, you know, yeah, you can like just not show up. Yeah, yeah. you know, like people potentially would just not know. Mm. Oh. So I think you get there's quite a lot of variation with fourth years and fifth years and even TI. Yeah, in terms yeah. of how proactive they are. And yeah, if I if, genuinely, if I could sum it down to two words, actually, I was going to say one, and that first one would have just been in order of priority would be being proactive. As a fourth year student, goes like such a long way, like you said. The second thing would be more so generally leading up to all the way to like applying for your training program, which is 
um, the part after house officer leading into registrar. Am I right? Something, yeah, something yeah. Like that. There's an overlap. Yeah, it, it's a once you're a doctor and stuff. Further on, and even fur, even further after that is your reputation and how that precedes yeah. you. I think. Yeah. And how every tiny action or thing you say can put a label on you, because yeah, it's um, true. Yeah, I'm not sure to what extent this is true, but I can imagine, like, I'm sure the doctors speak amongst each other about, like, with, All with the time. students, like, All regarding the time. students, like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, okay, this is something that I feel, okay, if there's any fourth years or fifth years, right. like, listening to this, yeah. like, the team, the medical team, the doctors, we notice everything. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll always know if you're there or not there, like, we're always asking. We might not care. That's so interesting. But... It's like, and like, I, I want to say this in like the least offensive way possible, <laughs> which is always a great Here way to start a <laughs> I love you, but. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of similar to if you have like a new pet, like they're, cause you're kind of like always following the team along Yeah. and you're always like, Hey, where, like, what are they doing? How yeah. are they like, you, you know, whenever we have a new student, it's quite common for like coffee time or whenever, like having lunch. To say like how so how's a new student like what are they up to what are they oh, doing really? or at the ward round oh, when we're starting the ward round it's not like we're not gonna start because the fourth year is not there mm. but if they're not there we'll be like hey where's the fourth year like mm. we'll, we'll ask where's this person mm. and then if they're late or whatever we'll be like okay whatever but we kind of are sort of making this constant rolling judgment on fourth years and we're always sort of paying attention and I think when you have a proactive student mm. we we I mean personally as well as a lot of you know my colleagues feel really like we want to help if there's someone that's proactive we're like yeah we really want to get involved and help this person mm. learn and that will be reciprocated not a hundred percent of the time right but for most especially the younger generation of doctors that's occurring that are pretty yeah. involved in education mm. definitely there's a there's a um culture of reciprocation yeah and I, yeah like i completely agree i think it goes a really really long way you know, being proactive and, and having, you know, good ethic and things like that. Mm. And when there's a really, you know, dubious student or like dubious <laughs> house officer or registrar entering into a new department or team, yeah, people will talk. Right. Mm. The nurses yeah. talk that everyone will know. They know the reputation of the person coming in. Yeah. And then, you know, like it, it does make a difference. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah. And, and like, I'm almost like surprised to hear that because the moments that I did at the moments or once I was told like, you know what, like something that's expected of a good fourth year student is being proactive. And I like, this is after my first week or during my first week when I still sort of like figuring out what sort of person do I need to be around here? Mm. Not want to be, cause I know exactly what I want. I want to be proactive. I want to be a good medical student. Mm. Um, but what, like, that? how do I do it? What, like, where do I need to be? Who needs me to be where and how can I make the biggest help impact mm. while still learning and everything? Um, and when I started thinking of like the being proactive and stuff and I started like actively thinking, okay, like having my eyes open, like, um, yeah. before, like as they sort of, as I sort of sense that they're rounding up with this current patient, I walk out and go onto the laptop, look up the new patient's detail, pull out the folder out, have yeah. it ready on the desk for them, get the med chart out and everything like that. So they literally just have to walk. Here is everything ready. Yeah. And like, I'm always like, okay, good. Like, yeah, everything's fine. Neil. You got everything. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Good. Yeah. They, they will be pleased with this. And then I go to that yeah. stage and then they just like take the photo, walk on and stuff. I'm like, yeah. not that I'm <laughs> expecting, uh, not that I'm expecting <laughs> a thank you or anything like that and stuff. But like, like it's all, I, I almost felt like they don't notice it, but yeah. at the same time, I'm okay with that as yeah, well. But the thing is they, they definitely, they will notice. Yeah. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize yeah, yeah. that. So when I was, un- until I became a house officer mm. and was working in the team with mm. students, mm. I always felt like no one cared about students. You were invisible. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, like, but it's very not, yeah, not the case. Right. I, I yeah. think, you know, something like that, expediting the flow of things. I yeah. think the way you put it, having your eyes open yeah. is a really good way of thinking about it. And I think potentially you know, people that haven't worked in a clinical setting don't really know what, you know, you would mean. Like, do you kind of understand mm-hmm. when he's, he says, like, keeping your eyes open? See, I can imagine what you mean but i feel like that's the thing like you said you were preparing like in your notes like learning about cardiology and then you go in and there's all this like information that seems trivial but is so important from day-to-day yeah, life yeah. and running the hospital yeah. and how everyone works together mm. and so it's like i can imagine that you know there's files that are important there are sheets that are important but once you get there it's like what, so, <laughs> what does so that actually I, mean that, where is that yeah actually it's, it's not that's not really the the, the kind of focus. And I think that's like, like a good kind of contrast and that that's sort of what you interpret that as. But actually yeah. the eyes open part is like just being very attentive to what is going on mm. because okay. there's so much, go- like you've got a team with one or two consultants and one or two registrars and one or two house officers and maybe a nurse as well. And you're seeing anywhere from, you know, as little as 10 to 50 patients okay. during a ward round. Mm. And you can be spending anywhere from one hour with a patient unlikely but sometimes an hour with a patient to like less than 10 seconds sometimes and just the ability to like know what's going ahead what patient are we seeing next Mm. why are we seeing them what do we need to see this patient they're talking about procedure maybe i need to get the equipment for the procedure like just being so attentive to what is going on right now Mm. who needs what and just like i said lubricating and greasing the gears yeah. that really does actually make a difference and yeah. the house officers will definitely know mm. and the registrars will notice as well and mm. the consultants always talk within the team right mm. so and i think part of it yeah. is like it's not only you knowing your role i'm speaking from for fourth years myself like, as, like myself it's not only knowing what your role is as a fourth year but knowing what other members roles are within the team itself yeah, definitely. because if you can find areas where you can make their lives easier that's actually part of what I'm meant to do as a fourth year mm. student as well. If the patient's struggling to like hop out of bed because it's at an incline and they need to show their feet to show pitting edema, fluid in the legs, um, and they're like they're because it's cold in the hospital and you realize that it's cold and so their blankets like tucked safely underneath their legs and you just go in there and help them just before the doctor's about to come down to their legs in the examination, mm. it's already there, it's ready for you. Yeah. You know? And that yeah. part must make it like, I mean, it's those tiny tasks that you're going to be doing yeah. that make such a big difference to how much time they need to spend with the patient right. and if they need to redirect their time somewhere else. Mm, yeah. So mm. would yeah. give that. Because ideally you want to spend Definitely. your time w- with the actual medical stuff that you spent like years and years learning and you want to actually apply that rather than dealing with this like tiny inefficiencies. And, mm. and I think the balance is that you don't want to be spending your time doing menial things just operationally. Mm. Mm. You yeah. want to be spending your time learning. Yeah. But the thing is, in a way, that level of just being very logistically helpful mm. goes a long way and how much learning you will be able to unlock in yeah. terms of just setting up a path for you where people really want to help you and they just see that you're a really proactive kind of engaged onto a person so mm. i think the balance is because i know some students that are just really focused only on their learning mm. um and and sometimes mm. i feel like they don't get as much learning because the staff aren't as willing to go out mm. the extra mile to kind of um, help them learn yeah. so yeah. i mean i think what your experience has been has been a really co- quite um universal sort of um challenges mm. but i think the way that you're handling it is probably better than most mm. students especially from mm. the ones that i've yeah. observed sometimes. right right with yeah. that being said i have 
quick question yeah. for you. <laughs> what is something really unexpected that you found? And what was like a con? What Have you had any cons in your visit? I'm sure you would have. Or something really unexpected. In, in the whole, like throughout the past four weeks? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say a con exactly. Mm. I'd, I'd prefer um, just something experience. unexpected, mm. actually. Um, I think, uh, again, probably just me personally, I, I'm, I'm super into my like self-help and like making sure I'm like, like mentally all good to make mm. sure I can like do all my other tasks and stuff properly. And um, I pay a lot of importance to that as well. Yeah. Uh, and I started realizing how easy it was for me to just get stuck in like taking work home with me. I'm not, yeah. I'm not at that stage yet, clearly. <laughs> but I'm constantly just thinking about the medical stuff and yeah. uh, I need to study now. I need to read about thyrotoxicosis and stuff um, and uh, make sure I'm proficient in that so I can go back to hospital the following day and do that. And I could like I could just about predict that I'm about to go into this burnout cycle. Yeah. Before And I, I stopped myself just before I started entering it. And um, this is a thing that I want to talk about actually is that I'm not sure if it's human nature or if it's um, something else entirely, but I feel like humans or at least um, uh, busy people have a tendency to always look as to, into the future, into what, what's next. How do I do this? How to prepare for this? Because, I mean, that's also ultimately the sort of life that we have right now, information overload, too many distractions here and there. And we sort of have to like filter our way through and think about all these things coming at us constantly. Yeah. Um, that we don't spend enough time being in the present and stuff. Yeah. Um, and now this stuff is going to sound a bit like meditation and mindfulness <laughs> and everything like that, which is also super important. I'm not going to downplay those by in any measure as well. But um, one super helpful thing that I think is like a tangible thing that I'd, I'd recommend to anyone really, um, and I understand it's much easier said than done, but so far I'm able to do it, um, is not take any work home after 6 p.m. And so um, a little bit unorthodox for a fourth year um, student, I do stay a little bit longer than the average one, and I stay till maybe like 5 30, 6 o'clock, maybe yeah. on some days. Um, even though I could have gone home at one, yeah. and I really, I totally could have. Um, and uh, sure, I mean, if you want me to be like completely honest, part of it's making a good impression that I'm like here to work and I'm here to learn, and so I'll stay a bit longer, yeah. especially because I, I enjoy it. I'm not going to do it for something I don't enjoy. Mm. Um, but secondly, the main reason actually is because when I go home, I don't want to be thinking about anything medically yeah. related or anything mm -hmm. about work. My home time is strictly to relax yeah. and strictly to hang with my mum and dad or my family, uh, catch up with friends, enjoy my dinner, enjoy my time outside and stuff. And I mean, Justin can probably <laughs> say that like in the future that, that cap the capacity for that is going to decrease. Mm -hmm. But I think setting my environment and being very deliberate in this is the time that I'm working and this is the time that I'm relaxing will allow me to not burn yeah. out in the yeah. future yeah. Or, or at least enjoy the time that I currently have in whatever activity that I'm doing yeah. right now. And so I don't mind staying a little bit longer and being a bit more tired at the end of the day just because I'm going to value a lot more when you get like to go sitting home like eating chill. my like melon popsicle <laughs> on the couch yeah. watching Netflix or something just relaxing or like, re like reading a book in the side or something. It's just like, yeah. Or recording a podcast. Or recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And that stuff goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, well, we're again running <laughs> low on time, but I mean, yeah, super interesting. And uh, uh, I'm excited to see how your experience is actually going to change, especially as you move mm. into different departments as yep. well. Yeah. So um, thanks for listening and uh, we'll move on to the next story next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Subcut. 
you guys have any suggestions for content, please make sure you send it through. You can get in touch and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or find us on our website at jttmed.com slash subcut. Subcut is a podcast brought to you by JTT. If you or anyone you know is interested in a career in medicine, make sure to get in touch and check us out at jttmed.com.